Hi guys, this is the College Experience. My name is Juan, and I'm Melissa. And today we have a very special guest, and I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Hi, my name is Sarah Edgar. I am the program manager of our Financial Wellness Center. I also do some outreach for our Financial Aid and Scholarship Office. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background, like how you got to UTC, whatever you want to tell us. Perfect. So um, I was actually a student here at UTC. I have a degree in communications from here, so I'm really excited to be back on campus. I um, actually never thought I'd be in the financial industry, so it makes me a little bit unique, I would say. So what I do here for the university is I meet one-on-one with students. I do group presentations, talking about any kind of general financial literacy topic from budgeting, credit building, debt management, kind of everything in between as well. So we do a lot of those one-on-one appointments. Um, My background, I actually was recruited by a financial institution shortly after graduating. Like I said, never thought I'd be in it, but they trained me and I got really passionate about financial wellness in our community here in Chattanooga. Excuse me. So one of the things that I got really passionate about, again, was that financial literacy piece. And so I started going to high schools and talking about students. And I grew up in a family where I really should have known all of these things about budgeting and kind of handling my own finances, but just didn't. It didn't click with me. I just didn't understand. So it really sparked my passion for it, which is kind of what led me here to UTC to be part of the Financial Wellness Center. Awesome. Okay, so as we do with anyone we interview... Um, We have some rapid-fire questions for you, and they're going to be a little different for everybody, but there is one question that everyone gets, and Sarah's very nervous about this because we already warned her there could be a wrong answer. So I'm just going to give you the question and let you decide for yourself. Go with your heart. We will let you stay either way. Okay. What is your feeling on mint chocolate chip ice cream, good or bad? Bad. Yay! Fantastic. I get to stay. stay. She can stay. Okay, so that's the worst part. The worst part's over. Right? Okay, Okay, so mint chocolate chip ice cream is trash. We have more trash opinion. More people hate it than like it. So we're we're, we're doing a study. So far, we're... We did have a person that said they liked it, and their episode is not coming. That's true. We did not have someone whose episode is not airing because, because of this. That's okay. Actually, that's not the reason, but it's okay. Okay, so Juan, you go with another rapid-fire question. All right. Um, guilty pleasure food-wise? Pizza. I love pizza. What kind of pizza? Oh, my gosh, all pizza, except for I do not like pepperoni pizza as much as I used to. So I love fancy pizza. Pizza Bros is one of my favorites currently because they have a spicy pizza. Not a sponsor, but... Not a sponsor. Happy to take it. No, but... Um, they have hot honey on the, one of their pizzas. Interesting. And I think it's the spicy cowboy. Whoa, I love anything spicy. They need to add jalapenos if I was, you know, adding. But, whew, so no, for good. the audio, I'm writing that down right now. Pizza <laughs> But that would, be, that would be my guilty pleasure, would be Pizza Bros spicy pizza. Okay. Um, I will ask you the question I gave you as an example yesterday, just because I'm trying to be nice, because... Rapid fire questions make people nervous. Which is, what is the TV show you go back to over and over again? The Office, over Great and choice. over again. Great choice. Okay. And it, if you ever visit my office, I have so many quotes there because I love Michael Scott and I love Dwight. So there are probably at least five quotes you'll see around my office. Love it. All right, I am going to steal Melissa's question from a previous episode and say, you have a long, long car ride ahead of you what music is playing or what song you have to have in your playlist? Oh, my gosh. Um, That's a good one. That's a really good one. 
we know? Probably Toxic by Britney Spears. Wow. It's really one of my favorite songs. And not going to deny that it typically plays on Friday mornings to get me pumped up for my day and get excited about the weekend. Because, you know, when you work 40 hours a week, um, we get really excited about our weekends. So probably that. Probably ages me a little bit. But, yeah, I love it. I really do. I could psychoanalyze that later. Okay. Well, I won't do it for today because that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about financial wellness. So you have passed the rapid fire section of the interview. So now it's just time to talk about the easy stuff like debt and loans. Yay. All my favorite things. (laughs) Next, my next favorite things. Yay. Great. All right. So my first question is when I was a freshman, I took on a couple of loans and I have an outstanding debt as of right now. But as a freshman, I didn't know what I knew now. And after that year, I haven't had to take loans because I found other avenues, other scholarships, other opportunities that have um, let me kind of be free of them. So I wanted to ask, as a student, like coming into college, what should they know? What should be like a checklist of things that, hey, I need to know this before I go ahead and accept those loans? Because I think people see that amount um all those commas, all those zeros, and they're like, they get crazy, and it's like, ooh, I got to accept this. So I just wanted to ask, as a freshman who, like, doesn't know anything, what are some basic information that you should have before you hit accept? So that's a great question. I think one of the biggest things to look at is there are so many resources out there. So whenever you're looking at your award letter or your bill, Don't hesitate to call someone. So whether that be the financial aid office, if you're talking about UTC specifically, call the financial aid office, call the Mox One Center. You can call me, um, Hope you know, put out contact information, call me. Um, There's so many different things out there. So if you look under our webpage, there are outside scholarship opportunities that a lot of students think, oh, it's just another thing. I don't want to fill out that out. But it's money that you don't have to pay back. So versus accepting that loan, which is taking on a debt, and those do have interest rates associated with them. So, you know, look at these outside opportunities or reach out to your community. You know, for example, I think um, on our outside scholarship page, there is, um, you know, the Chattanooga Community Foundation, which has opportunities where you can go and apply and You might not get it, but you might get a scholarship. You might get something additional where you don't have to take out as much in loans. So it might reduce your debt while also giving you an opportunity to either connect with someone in the Chattanooga community or, like I said, reduce that debt. So hopefully that kind of helps. But I would look there. I would also, again, call someone. Reach out to a student who's currently here. The orientation leaders, they're amazing. They should be able to kind of talk you through some of those things. So there's so many resources. You just kind of have to ask, I would say especially during that time as being an incoming freshman. Um, There's so many things going on and so many changes. You can't keep up with it all. That's completely understandable. When I was coming to school, I remember being so overwhelmed by it. I was like, I I didn't know where to start. I can imagine you may have felt the same way and just hit accept, accept, accept. And then if you got a refund, you didn't know what to do. And you just thought, oh, now I've got this extra money when you probably could have, you may have been able to return it. And you probably didn't know that either. So, you know, just ask those questions. It never hurts. In my case, once I got that refund, I just thought that I needed to keep it. Like, that was that was my money now. I couldn't do anything with it besides just, like, use it for school purposes. So once you're there, once you already took all those loans, you got your refund. So should we start paying it right away if we can? Or should we wait for graduation 
Can you walk me through that process? Because I know that some of them, like the unsubsidized loans and subsidized loans, like some of them do accrue loan, do accrue interest while you're here, and some don't. So how should we approach that? Should we pay something towards that interest, or should we just, like, let it be? Or So that's another great question. I would always recommend, so have a budget. If your budget allows you to maybe pay an extra $20, toward um, an unsubsidized loan. So those are the ones that are going to start accruing interest as soon as they're dispersed. So again, an unsubsidized loan is going to start accruing interest as soon as it's dispersed. So as soon as that money hits your account at the school, it's going to start accruing interest. Now during the pandemic, they've been at 0% interest. But um, once they start accruing interest, you are able to make interest-only payments while you're in school. It's not going to put you into a repayment plan. You're not going to be required to make them, but you can make them. It's not going to hurt anything, and you can also make principal-only payments, which isn't going to hurt anything. I would, if you've got it in your budget. Now, if it's going to put a financial strain on you, you have up until six months after graduation to start repaying those loans. But I don't think it's a bad idea to start paying on them sooner rather than later. It's it's one less debt you'd have to worry about after graduation if you start paying while you're in school. Also, if you decide to go to graduate school, it does... um it does go back into like you're being a student and it waits until you graduate then, right? It, it does go back into deferment, yes. Okay, so we've talked about maybe incoming students and what they need to know about loans and how to manage all of the, the money aspects that you may not know when you get here. So we're going to go flip to the other side of looking toward graduation as one of the three of us around this table is currently in this situation, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who is trying to financially prepare for what happens after graduation? So um, one of the things that I would say for someone who is financially preparing for graduation is be prepared to live within your means and talk to someone. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be a family member. Talk to your friends. Talk to your banker. Get to know someone at the financial institution you use. Or, again, I'm here as a resource for you um, while you're in school and even after graduation. Um, That is a great thing about the Financial Wellness Center. But, again, just talk to someone about your finances because, as cliche as it sounds, money runs the world. So it makes the world go round all the different things you hear, but it doesn't go away. So as someone who's preparing for graduation, the biggest thing I can recommend is just start talking about money. It is a taboo subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but the sooner you start talking about it, the sooner you take that kind of financial stress out of your life and you can start preparing for it. So it's not kind of taking you out right after graduation and making you feel all this stress because going into kind of the real world or however you want to put it um, can be very stressful, but if finances are one less thing you have to stress about, that's kind of my my dream for everyone and just live within your means. When you graduate college, everyone wants to have that six-figure job, but you may not get that six-figure job. So just look at where you're going to be living. Make sure you're not taking on a lease that's going to, you know, that's all you can do is just live in an apartment. You want to be able to furnish that apartment. You want to be able to go out with your friends. You want to be able to buy your groceries. Make sure you're just checking in on your own finances and getting ready for the real world because it's exciting and it's fun and you don't want money to kind of hold you back from that. So that would be a good segue for um, maybe not students that are graduating, but students that are still here. Um, What is the best advice that you can give them for financial wellness? Like students that are here, maybe live on campus, maybe commuting. um, 
what can like what steps can they take to reach that level where when they graduate they're living their best life so i love the term living my best life or living your best life um i tend to think i'm always living my best life but my best life started when i had a budget again another cliche but budgeting is not that bad one of my favorite things about my budget is it doesn't restrict me so having a budget can really help you while you're in school and while you're in school you probably don't have as many expenses So getting started now can really help you compared to graduating college, starting a new job, having a new place that you're living. Maybe you've moved to a different city. Start budgeting now. It doesn't have to be complicated. You can have someone help you set it up. You can do it on an app. You don't have to, you know, go through all this trouble now. It's way easier than you think. So my biggest advice for someone right now in college who's thinking about, you know, how can I just make this transition easier would be go ahead, set up your budget now. And, you know, you can add in different expenses later, but know your income, know what you're planning on spending, and just set up your budget. So I think budgeting is crucial at any stage of the game, because I do think what a budget, a true budget allows you to see is how much you're actually spending out, where it's easy to see those regular expenses that you know are going to be the same every month, but knowing how much you're spending when you go to Target or knowing how much you spend... Out, going out to eat every week or on for me it would be how much money am I spending on coffee if I go to Starbucks every day versus where that money could go if I was actually being wiser with or being more aware of being careful with it and I think looking at exactly how much money is going out is a really good way of kind of streamlining your approach to how you spend your money because I don't think any of us if we're not really budgeting you're not really looking at that you're just spending the money you have and not thinking about emergencies or what you're going to do at the end of the month when you run out. Um, Yeah. I hate budgets, but they're necessary and very, very helpful. Well, I used to have a, and I tell on myself very often in presentations, I am an open book. I always start a presentation with that is I'm an open book. I will tell you pretty much anything, but I used to have physical reactions to budgeting. I would break out. I would get red. I would be so nervous about it because I would look at the end of 30 days and there was nothing I could do to change it. So I just changed my mindset of, okay, I'm going to sit down instead of at the end of 30 days for three or four hours and just cry and be a nervous wreck. I'm going to sit down for 15 to 20 minutes every Thursday on my lunch break or right when I get home from work, I'm going to set a timer and I'm going to try a different method. It changed everything for me. But, you know, it, I had to do it. So yeah, I had to figure something out because I was just spending all of this money at Target, at Walmart. And then I said, why am I going to Target or Walmart where I know I'm going to end up buying some clothes, buying maybe some shoes, where all I really needed was a bag of potatoes or whatever it was. But now I've got a cart full of clothes, shoes, all these other things that I didn't need. And I just needed to control my spending. And I think you're right. It's probably easier to control that week to week than it is looking at, at the end of the month, looking at everything you did wrong or right in a given month. You can see it easier and recognize what it was week to week easier. And it's easier to fix it rather than beat yourself up at the end of the month, beating yourself up in small (laughs) ways at the end of a week so you can do better next week and turn things around. Right. And that's how, you know, my work schedule is 
week to week. I mean, I know what I'm doing each week. So it just worked better for me. So it was kind of, you know, that calendar, that organization thing. It, it helped me be a better adult. I'd like to think most days we can all use help on that. (laughs) So talk to us real quick about, I say real quick, you can talk as long as you need to, because it's a big topic about it's FAFSA time. So FAFSA opened on October 1st. So give us some quick tips or things that students need to know if they haven't completed it yet, just to know, your quick tips on FAFSA. Perfect. Step one, go to studentaid.gov, complete your FAFSA application. Um, That's the most important thing. Um, Renewals typically take anywhere from about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, The tax year for the 23-24 year is the 2021 tax year. So, you know, please just make sure that you are getting that filled out just as quickly as possible. There are some first come first serve opportunities. There are some first-come, first-served opportunities, so please just make sure you're getting it filled out. Um, Another great thing that UTC offers is during this time, the MOX1 Center has walk-in appointments available. The Financial Aid Office also does FAFSA Fridays during the month of October, so please stop by during one of those events, and if you need help, reach out. We'll happily help you get that filled out. We do have virtual options where we can reach out with you, your parent, guardian, anyone who needs assistance. We want to help you get that completed. Step two, I would recommend getting it completed sooner rather than later. It does take some processing time for those FAFSA applications. So, you know, if you're trying to complete it a couple days before bills are due, it does take three to five business days for processing for it to get back to us once you've completed it. And then it does take a little bit longer. So, you know, just make sure you're getting it completed in a timely manner. Um, If you have any questions, reach out. Um, The FAFSA, like I said, typically only takes, even if you're doing a new FAFSA application, should only take anywhere from about 30 to 45 minutes. And they give a great breakdown on studentaid.gov of what you're going to need for that application. Thank you. Of course. All right. And with that, we're going to be wrapping up. If you would like to tell us how can we find you and how can we reach out to you? So the best way um, is, I would say email is always the best way, um, financialwellness at utc.edu. Um, I am over that email. Also, I have two peer coaches who monitor that email. So if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to us there. Again, that's financialwellness at utc.edu. You can also reach out to me directly. You can find me on um, the UTC website. You can just search Sarah Edgar and my picture pops right up. Also, um, financial aid and scholarships, we are in with their office. So if you go to their website, you should be able to look on the sidebar and you'll see the Financial Wellness Center. If you're interested in a presentation, you can actually fill out a quick form right there on the website and it'll be sent directly to our office. So if you're looking to make an appointment, students can do this by using um, MyMoxNet or Navigate. You can actually book it right through there, similar to an advising appointment. Um, You'll just select Financial Wellness and you get to select your peer coach or myself. And then also, um, if you can't use that, just financialwellness at utc.edu. And Perfect. thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for answering all of our questions. Of course. Well, that would be all. Y'all have a good one. Thank you very much, Larry Edgar.